0: And welcome to Public Affairs on WRBH. I'm Natalie Sproul, your host. And today I'm joined by Julie Thompson and Joe Melcher of PFLAG, who are both the immediate past co-presidents. So welcome and thank you guys so much for being here.
1: Thank you for inviting us. Absolutely.
0: All right. So I want to hear from both of you guys a little bit um, about how you guys both got involved, sort of. Well, first, tell us actually what PFLAG is and what you guys do.
1: PFLAG is Parents and Friends of Lesbians and Gays. It was started in... New Orleans in 1982, okay, and it was uh, started as a support group for the purpose of giving support to parents of children who had just come out. Okay, and um, at that time they needed a lot of support because yeah. there was the AIDS epidemic, and parents were very afraid. So over the years we've grown, we've changed meeting places, and we have we are we still have a support group, but our mission is. Um, support, education, and advocacy. And we do all three of those things. Okay. So not equally, but when it comes up, we do all three of those things. So we have a support group that meets on the second Thursday, which is tonight, out in Metairie at um, Congregation Gates of Prayer. Okay. At 4200 West Esplanade. And uh, that's going to be at 730. And that's a monthly thing that we do. Okay. We also have um, a radio show. On WHIV 102.3 FM, and um, that's part of our education. Okay. But we also uh, go speak at schools, churches, uh, businesses, any place who wants to to find out about uh, the LGBT community okay. and problems, maybe. With yeah. their employees or or in the community, okay. We also support um, back to support. We support all the other LGBTQ organizations in this in this area by going to their events, by uh, telling people about their events, um, and just giving them all the support that they need and that they ask for. Yeah, for advocacy, we uh, can uh, email all of our members and ask them to contact their. Congressman, or their city councilman, or whoever yeah. they need to, or we can go to Baton Rouge or even Washington. Yeah, and, um, I have been to Baton Rouge and and testified before a committee before. Nice. Uh, it was something that was very close to my heart and that needed to be passed and still hasn't been passed in all these years. Wow. The Employee Non Discrimination Act, but we we do all that plus more. Okay, we um. Sometimes we go out to dinner. <laughs> We're having a party in a couple of weeks. That's the best. Yes, <laughs> and and we do things. We do events. We support, like for instance, uh, the No AIDS Walk is next month, mm-hmm. and we'll be there. Great. We'll we'll be in the um, in the uh, individual,
2: registration.
1: individual registration booth as we have been for for many years okay. now supporting them and helping them out. Okay. Um, they asked me not to bring so many volunteers this year <laughs> because we have brought as many as 30 volunteers with us. <laughs> Can't fit into a booth, but um, we will do whatever, mainly whatever anybody asks us to do okay. within reason to support the community.
0: That's amazing. So then tell me a little bit about both of your guys's background, sort of how you got involved, why you got involved. You guys have a pretty big history with this organization. So you to go first.
2: Okay. Well, I got involved because I s- found out that PFLAG had a scholarship program. Okay. And they were having their event, and I went to a couple of their events. And I was a professor at Xavier University, and I'm retired now. But I wanted to see uh, some of our students trying to get a scholarship. Okay. And so I found out that uh, I wanted to know what I could do. And so they invited me to be on the committee. Okay. So I joined the committee, and the next year, two or three Xavier students got scholarships. Awesome. So I have been on the scholarship since uh, 1995, and I've been chairing the uh, scholarship program committee for the last uh, little over 10 years. Okay. So that's how I got involved okay. in terms of uh, Flag.
1: Nice. And I got involved because I have a gay son. Okay. And uh, he uh, wanted me to go. He said, Mom, I know you're okay with everything, and you don't need to go because of me, but I think you can help other people. Okay. And I want you to go because a friend of ours, her daughter, had just been released from the military because she was lesbian. Okay. And he thought that she needed to go and that I needed to go to support her. So I went, and I'm still going. I find, never stopped. No, I find out I I can I can support others. Yeah, and that's important.
0: And one of your guys' values I I remember was um sort of your lifelong learning, right? That it's sort of you guys sort of teach the community, but also each other and sort of support yes. in whatever ways you can and educate in whatever yes. ways you can. Yes. That's awesome. That,
2: that's what our support group does on a monthly basis. It, okay. It's not just for parents anymore. I think it started out that way. Yeah. But uh, we have parents, yes, who come, and they also bring some of their younger children who have uh, come out to them recently. Okay. We also have a number of persons who represent the LGBTQ community, and I've gone to the support group meetings for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years probably wow. myself, you know, just because I think that if I can... Help someone else, then I'm more than willing to do so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So P Flag is a national organization. It is. Um. And when did the New Orleans community chapter get started? 1982. Okay. And the national organization has been around for 45 years.
2: 45 actually. years. 45 years. Yes. Okay. It started yeah. in New York when a woman marched in one of the parades in uh, New York. Okay. And uh, carried a sign that says, "I love my gay son." And she had such a tremendous response to that. She began to have meetings for uh, other parents. Yeah. And then it just blossomed. And other cities began to do the same. And then that's when the national organization became organized.
1: What it is, yeah. Now there's about 400 chapters all over the United States. Wow. It's a big organization. It is a big organization. And some of them are very small. With only two or three people. But... It's needed. We have to keep going and meeting month by month by month for whoever needs us.
0: Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit more about your role exactly in PFLAG or your transitioning roles, I guess, Um, and what you sort of do within the organization, what you guys have done in the New Orleans chapter.
1: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We do a lot. Um, Well, I've been the moderator of the support group for years. Um, we also both have gone to speak to uh, groups at colleges and at churches and at schools. Um, whenever they need us, they call us and we've both done that. Um, believe it or not, we go to parties and galas that have, (laughs) well, we need to. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a great way to. Well, the people who work at this station need to do that too, if they don't already, because that's how people get to know you and they donate and they know what you do. Um and we also have well, one of the things we're most proud of is that we forced our national organization to put transgenders in their mission statement. Nice. That was years ago. But we pushed and pushed and pushed and wrote letters. Stuart Butler was our inspiration behind that. He pushed us, pushed us, he kept calling me and telling me what to do. And P Flag National became the first organization in the country mm-hmm. to put transgenders in their mission statement. Wow. So it was because of us because we wouldn't let it go. Yeah. We kept saying they're people too. Yeah. So let's get them in. Yeah. And we did and that's one of the things we're most proud of. It it took a long time. It took a lot of frustration and and push and push and pushing. Pushin'. But you know some of us are kind of pushy and and we <laughs> it's can, never a bad thing we can do that yeah um we also uh, support other things for instance um Longview Gardens every year has, okay. has a, a a family unity day and they have games for the kids and free snowballs and yeah uh, all sorts of things music and games and puppets and coloring and the The uh, drag queens tell stories to them, read stories to them, you know, and we've supported that for the past three years Yeah, that they've had it. And that's a a real fun thing. Everybody wants to do that. Um, And Joe, you want to give some examples?
2: Well, we also serve as volunteers for the Gay Men's Course. We take the tickets at the doors, pour their drinks and hand out the uh, programs and so forth. Yeah. You know, they're performing and they need somebody to support Mm -hmm. them in that way. Yeah. Uh, we participate in the Gay Pride Parade every year. Okay. Uh, the last two years, I've driven a convertible. And uh, <laughs> we've had, um, you know, people respond very well. Yeah. We've got a sign on the car so that they know who we are. And we have, uh, well, this year particularly, we had one of the moms okay. uh, wearing her uh, proud mom t shirt. Yeah. And had her son sitting next to her. And as we were driving by, people. Uh, he would say, this is my mom, this is Aww. my mom. And that was, you know, people really gave us a great response. I was yeah. very pleased with that. Um, let's see.
1: Well, we also will do one-on-one okay. listening yeah. to people who have a problem that they don't feel comfortable with in a group. Mm-hmm. They'll call our, our phone number, which I'll give you later. Yeah. and um, And we'll go... I will go to a coffee shop, a, a restaurant, anywhere they want to meet me that's convenient for them and and they can talk and tell me what their concerns are. Yeah. And um and I don't think there's too many organizations that'll do that. Uh, yeah, you know, one-on-one, but sometimes it's absolutely necessary. And sometimes after we talk to them we never see them again and hopefully their problems are Maybe not solved, but better. Yeah, because we've listened to them and given them maybe a little bit of advice that we've learned from the group. We don't pretend to know everything, but and we do not do counseling in our meetings. Okay, not ever do because we're not counselors. Yeah, but we do listen and we can talk from our own experience. Okay, about what what you can do to make your situation a little bit better.
2: Okay, and yeah, give them good resources to go yes. to. I was and, just going to ask. Because we have a uh, we have a phone number and we have a web uh, site that yeah. uh, they can send. I monitor the information that comes in from the email, okay, and um, that come you know some people are asking for uh, support or information. And yeah, if I can give that information to them, provide the resource or invite them to the support group. That's what I usually do. We also have um, other organizations contact us that way, yeah. and ask us for assistance. We have companies that uh, contact us. Recently, we had um, the company called Sephora, which is a yeah. makeup company. Oh, and, I am uh, familiar with Sephora. And, well, they came and gave a presentation prior to our support group meeting uh, about uh, skin care and makeup techniques. And they're particularly interested in helping transgender females <laughs> okay. uh, learn how to do that because they're often not welcome in some places yeah and sephora seems to be a very welcoming place and they're providing some free advice and information to the transgender uh community yeah and so that's one of the things that i've been doing is answering all the requests and are forwarding them to whomever and um at least um being responsive to their needs
0: That's amazing. I feel like services like that are so important because especially transgender, it's a really hard transition. There's a lot of things that, I mean, you're obviously not taught how to do your makeup as a boy. I don't even know how to do my makeup as a girl. And it's so intimidating. It's like I can't even go in there and know anything. So offering all these different services Mm -hmm. is really helpful. I feel that's probably a big thing for their identity as well. So that's amazing. So then you guys mostly provide those um, support groups, right? Is that your sort of your main service, mm. or what else do you sort of provide the community as well?
1: Well, I I have gone to talk at Chevron, okay, and to their employees, and Joe and I both went to talk to the Hyatt Regency employees, okay. Um,
2: talked to high schools, talked to the univers- uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture. Oh right.
1: wow, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, That's a big one. Trying to think of some of the other. I've
1: been to LSU Medical School a couple of times. Okay. To talk to them. And um, Our Lady of Holy Cross College. Okay. And uh, sometimes we're invited to table at at different universities when they have their diversity days. Yeah. And I've done that at uh, at UNO and also at Delgado. Okay. And, um, you know, it's it's fun to talk to people. Yeah. And when they see that we're just, normal. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing odd about us. Yeah. At least I don't think there's anything odd about us.
2: <laughs> and so many of the universities and schools now have organizations for LGBT community. They really yeah. do. Whether it's the universities or the some of the high schools have what we call gay straight alliances, mm-hmm. GSAs. Some schools won't let them call it that. They call it um, gender, um, gender something. Uh, Alliance. Yeah, I can't, I can't. Yeah, come I can't me, remember <laughs> what all what uh, this But us. they have different names for the organization that yeah. is supportive, as well as the colleges have different names for their organizations. Yeah. And universities, even from the staff, I was recently contacted by Xavier Personnel to um, talk about creating safe spaces on campus for the yeah. uh, LGBT community. And I think that they're having some, there are a couple of faculty members out at UNO that. Uh, have that as their background. Yeah. So I, I think they do those kinds of trainings. So those are the kinds of things that we're involved in. And yeah. I do want to talk about yes. the scholarship please. program. Yeah, please bit. tell um, us
0: about
2: um, it. The scholarship program actually started in, in uh, <clears throat> 1989. Okay. Um, Richard Sasher, who owns American Aquatic Gardens, approached PFLAG and said if they would start a program, he would donate to the program. Okay. So he donated, I think, fifteen hundred dollars that first year, and then it was in '94 that I got involved. Yeah. And I, they were having actually, he offered his um, his business site to host the reception, and so um, he has donated every year since. He has donated probably well over fifty to sixty thousand uh, dollars since the program started. Wow. Um, it's open to LGBT. Persons, uh, graduating high school up through, you know, we've had people as old as 45 who were going back to get a bachelor's degree Wow! apply. So it is open to all ages, all genders, yeah, uh, all races. Year, last year, year before last, we had one of the most diverse group of students, oh, yeah. and it's exactly. open to all Louisiana residents. Okay. They have to be a Louisiana resident to okay. apply. And they have to be at least seventeen years in their senior year in high, seventeen years old in their high school. Okay. um, Before they can uh, accept the scholarship, but most of them are that age anyway, going into college. But uh, so it's all an electronic process now. Yeah. uh, That uh, they can go to our website and they can get on and they can fill out the application. Okay. They can request that their schools give their um, transcripts electronically. They can have two letters of recommendation sent electronically. Yeah. So it's not that difficult. Okay. The um, opening is usually in November, uh, and then the application process closes the 1st of February. Okay. And then we have our scholarship reception in May, where the awards are announced. And it's usually the Saturday, has been quite now for several years, on Saturday before Mother's Day. Okay. And so... <clears throat> so over these years, we have given out over $750,000 in scholarships. Wow. Uh, we, last year, again, was a kind of a record year. We gave out $35,000 last year. That's crazy. Or, close to $40,000 mm-hmm. last year. One of the things that we were fortunate with, um, <clears throat> and, and unfortunate in a way, because a gentleman passed away, but he left PFLAG in his will. Oh, wow. And he... Uh, left us several thousands of dollars. Wow. And so we have invested that in that we use that. His name is Jack Taylor, so we should give him credit.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I coined a word several years ago, um, malheritance, because we inherited something after a tragic event. Somebody has to die
0: or something yeah. like
2: that for you to inherit. Yeah. So we don't think of dying as a good thing. We think yeah. of it as a bad thing. But he left us... A lot of money, and we've used that. And, of course, we also are always trying to fundraise because that's not enough to give out $35,000, $40,000 every year. So let me just mention in passing that we do have a fundraiser coming up on August the 19th. Perfect. The Gulf South Chamber, which is an LGBT organization, is sponsoring this event. It's being held at the Basin, which is out in Lakeview on Harrison, Forget the
1: West Harrison. Avenue, West Harrison, yeah.
2: yeah. I forget the address right off the top of my head, but the basin, uh, the tickets are only twenty dollars. Okay. And the, all of that twenty dollars goes specifically to P Flag. Great. The basin is offering um, drink specials. Oh. And they're having uh, free jambalaya that goes with the purchase of your ticket, as okay. well as a lot of door prizes for everybody who buys a ticket. Nice. Um, Ms. Beasley has a food truck. She's going to be there with her food truck, and a percentage of the proceeds will also go to PFLAG. Yeah. So we would encourage anyone who wants to help our scholarship program to attend the fundraiser at the Basin on August the 19th, starting at noon until 3 o'clock. Great. So we ask that you support us in that
1: way. Yeah, it sounds like a great time. And we give out over 30 scholarships a year. Okay, that's a lot. So there's a lot of... A lot of wonderful, wonderful kids and yeah. and adults too, because we don't have an age an upper age limit. Yeah, and but they want to go back to school, and it is amazing. Our um, reception is out at UNO. Okay, and uh, people just love it. Yeah, we have food, we have the gay men's chorus, we have drinks. Yes, we have drinks. Yeah. And, um, we live in New Orleans. You got to have drinks. drinks. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody gets to meet the recipients, and they are the most amazing group of people yeah. that you would ever meet. They're wonderful. They really are.
0: That sounds great. Um, so then I wanted to ask you guys a little bit about sort of the LGBTQ community in New Orleans okay. and sort of um, what some of the biggest challenges you guys think they sort of face or different barriers that maybe some of us... Who don't have to deal with these sort of challenges don't wouldn't think about on a daily basis.
2: Well, where you would you start? Might start in schools. Yeah, you know, with the youngsters. How many are still bullied? Yeah, I uh, happened to be on our own radio show last week. I wish I'd have brought my cheat notes because I read a bunch of statistics. Okay, the high percentage of kids that are bullied. Yeah, high percentage of kids that say their teachers and the staff at their schools are not supportive. Um, so when you leave the schools, it it still takes place in the college. Yeah. uh, It still happens there. Then you get out and you're looking at housing.
0: Yeah. Uh, People
2: can always get housing, uh, jobs. People can still be fired from their jobs simply because they're LGBTQ. Yeah. So those are some of the broad spectrum of things that people are still facing today.
1: Yeah. Also, Jail. Because a lot of people get arrested. Um, There is a police officer now, Sergeant Robinson, who uh, is the LGBTQ liaison in in the New Orleans Police Force. And he's wonderful. He's just wonderful. But a lot of times they'll pick up transgender women because they will accuse them of prostitution or whatever they can think up. Yeah. And they'll put them in jail. And and when they're in jail, they've done nothing yeah. to deserve jail, and it's very hard for them because yeah. people will take advantage of them, yeah. know, and, that's, and that's a big
2: problem.
0: So then I would also ask, I know you mentioned schools and sort of these young kids that mm-hmm. sort of face these challenges, and, and elementary school and middle school is such a difficult time as it is anyway and you're sort of coming into your own and then having to deal with this issue on top of that so what sort of advice would you give i guess to parents or friends or other allies or community members to sort of help these kids get through that transitional time and dealing with all of this as well
2: well one of the things that i think that parents need to do is to support their children yeah um there also are too many cases of kids being kicked out of their own homes because their parents don't accept them. Yeah. That has to stop. Yeah. And the parents have to be supportive. They, if they hear from their child that the child is being bullied, they have to go to the school and they report that. And they need to see and follow up that the school does something about it. There are some various organizations that have safe school programs, and they ought to participate in those safe school programs. Um, So I think that's one of the first things that kids need that support. They need to know that their parents love them and support them and will fight for them. Parents need to do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially if it's so difficult at school, you'd hope that they can come home and sort of have a safe place there where they feel loved and accepted and supported. Exactly. Um, So then those uh, support groups that you guys have, are those mostly for parents or are they also for, and friends, or are they also for the LGBTQ community? Everybody. Yeah. So do they all come together? Do you guys hold separate ones? And so it's sort of like a discussion that how do those
1: work? Well, we all come together. Okay. And a lot of the parents get help from the community members that are there. Yeah. When they hear their side of the story, they hear, oh, look at this person. They're normal. And yeah. they're just like my child. You know, there's nothing wrong with these yeah. people. And um, everybody gets a chance to tell their story or part of their story every, every yeah. time. And and um, so they help each other. We uh, always, I always say at the end of the meeting, now you can go out on the porch and talk to each other. Uh, about whatever you've heard tonight, but remember everything stays in this room, mm-hmm. so you can't tell anybody else. And then we usually have about twelve or fifteen people that stand on the porch till Lord knows what time of <laughs> night. I've I've never stayed to yeah. to watch them, but um, one of the girls told me last time oh, it's until the police chase us away, and I know yeah. that's not true. <laughs> but it's it's late. They yeah. stay there and talk to each other. They share phone numbers. So that they can support each other when we don't have support meetings. Yeah. And they make friends and get together. So
0: they can sort of build their own network of support as well. And you
1: sort of helped connect them to that.
0: Yes. So that's great. I feel like that's probably really important for a lot of people. It is. So where can people find you and your services? How can they contact you? Okay. Our
1: phone number is um, 504 862 Five nine one two. That's five zero four eight six two five nine one two, and they will put you in touch with one of us or whoever they think can help you the
2: most. And the website is uh, www.pflagpflagno.org. Okay.
0: <clears throat> and then, if people want to volunteer or get involved, how can they go about that as well?
2: Well, they can contact us through either of those, phone uh, okay. R through the website, and they can send us an email. And they can uh, also come to our support group meetings. Anyone is welcome. And again, they're on the second Thursday in New Orleans okay. uh, at the Congregation Gates of Prayer out in Metairie on West Esplanade. Uh, we also have a support group meeting in. Um, on the North Shore in Lacombe. Okay. Uh, that address is on our webpage. I don't know it off the top of my okay.
0: head. Okay, awesome. It's on
2: the webpage.
0: Well, thank you both. Again, we had Julie Thompson and Joe Melcher, who were both the immediate past co-presidents of P Flag. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting us. It's, it's a awesome. pleasure.
2: We appreciate the invitation.
0: Yeah, thank you. I'm so glad everyone gets to hear about it. So thank you guys.